Cool. And if we could open our Bibles, then we'll turn to Matthew chapter 2, Woo-hoo. Um, verse 1 to 12. That's what we're reading from. Um, and yeah, this is the time for you to search the answer of how many Magi has actually visited Jesus. So follow along with your own Bibles. After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea, during the time of King Herod, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked, Where is the one who has been born king of of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed and all Jerusalem with him. When he had called together all the people's chief priests and teachers of the law, he asked them where the the Messiah was to be born. In Bethlehem, in Judea, they replied, for this is what the prophet has written. But you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For out of you will come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel." When Herod called the Magi secretly and found out from them the exact time the star had appeared, he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. After they heard the king, they went on their way, and the star they had seen when it rose went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they were overjoyed. On coming to the house, they saw the child with his mother, Mary, and they bowed down and worshipped him. Then they opened their treasures and presented him with gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to go back to Herod, they returned to their country by another route. Oh, Moxie. Okay. Christmas. What? can you not have for Christmas? Can I have the PowerPoint? What can you not have? Right. You've got to have gifts, right? I think, William, yeah, I think you have many to prepare, I think. Um, And uh, for us, right, I think we all receive gifts. Now imagine if that... um, that's you receiving that. Oh, wow. Wow, wow, wow. And then you unwrapped it. <laughs> Some tips for you, William. <laughs> now, I think uh, we all love uh, receiving gifts. And often we love giving gifts. All right? Christmas season. Surely. Yeah. And, and, but, but let's not forget, God is the one that gives us the greatest gift at Christmas time. Because God is, in His nature, He loves to give things. Because at, uh, um, no, I've forgotten the verse. A verse in, in, uh, in uh, James 1.17, it says, Every good and perfect gift is from heaven. Come from above, down from the, come down from the Father of the heavenly lights, who does not change like shifting shadows. So God's nature, from the beginning to everlasting, He, give, he loves to give things to us because he's, a, he's the giver of all things. And it doesn't change. This is His nature. 
And, and the greatest gift He gives to all mankind, apart from the, the air that we breathe, the food that we enjoy, the health that, we, that we, we can have, He gives us the greatest gift of Jesus. Right? So I think let's, let's remember this at Christmas time, not just about little gifts, uh, things that we can give one another, but the greatest gift that God gives to us. Often people don't realize because the wrapping of the gifts isn't very spectacular, right? Imagine if you see something of this lying around. You won't, you won't see this is a gift. You don't think this is even a gift. What? A newspaper? Actually, this is the one here, right? In case you don't see it. If you, you know, this is actually a gift, Right? And, and, and the giver, if it was me, a gift to anybody is not because who, whoever deserves this. A gift is a gift. All right? Julian, I'd like to give you this gift for Christmas. Yeah. Do you want it? Sure. <laughs> All right. Taiga. <laughs> yeah. And you know, this is how, I, how, how attitude. God, really? Is it a gift? Really just for me? Have I done anything for you? You know? A gift is a gift. And God gives to us despite what, how, how, how good or how bad we, we are. You know, because God gives us a gift. And uh, thinking of, in this season, I like, I like us all to think, Instead of just receiving the greatest gift from God, let us think, let us think how we can offer something back to God, right? Every good thing comes from Him. Everything that we enjoy in this Christmas time, we receive this birth of Jesus, uh, the whole assurance, uh, the completeness of the salvation, all come from Him, right? But how can we offer the little bit that He gives us, the, you know, the little bit of the, the greatness, the vastness of His gift that gives to us, how can we offer that little, little bit that we can offer back to Him? It's good that you had asked two questions about the, the Magi's today. I wish you carried on, right? And, you know, the Magi's were the first ones to give gifts to Jesus. Right. Question. How many Magi's? There were three gifts, but we don't know how many Magi's, right? So th this evening, I'd like us all to think, and maybe in your group later, to think a little bit how we can, what we can offer to Jesus this Christmas. This can be very personal. During the um, couples fellowship this, e this afternoon, we thought about this question as well. And then we kind of asked the couples to think what we can offer to Jesus. And it was, came back with quite, quite good answers. And we're going to share it in our group. Okay, you'll see it. You'll see uh, there's some there, there different ideas. What kind of gift we as couples, as a family, we can give to Jesus, right? And you will have your own ideas, and, and may, I hope that God will inspire us. Maybe something that is special, that will be peculiarly, peculiarly to us 
for us to offer our, our gifts to Jesus. Okay, so that thank you, um, friend, for reading that third, the twelve verses for us, and and you know this the Magi came from don't know where from the east to worship and offered the gift to the king of the Jews. Imagine they were not Jews; they were some Gentiles, some heathen people from afar, and they 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 just came and they prepared the gifts. To offer to Jesus, and and what does what this passage to us, what does it mean for us today? We as Christians, we live here in this 21st century. If we call him the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, I mean, and and as remembering his birthday, all right, we can't come without a gift. Can you go imagine going to a birthday party? Eating and drinking and singing of tune, yeah, and 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 then at the end, oh, whose birthday? I have no idea. I just came here. So somebody, Julian, invited me. I have no idea what the occasion is. And did you bring a gift? No. Oh, can you borrow me the gift? I get to give it to you. You know? Can you imagine that kind of mentality, celebrating somebody's birthday? So I, I really pray that each one of us. May God inspire us to prepare something. God doesn't need our gifts, right? But imagine if, if a child receiving all from his parents and creating something out of the resources that the parents have given, and a gift that's given to dad or mom, how happy they will be! Mom and dad would just even give much more back to the children. Let us do that. Let us do that. But let us let us kind of、uh, find out a little bit more. These these people, who were they?、Uh, the Bible says、um, they were magi's. Some translation says they were magi's. Who? But but what what? Is a magi. What is it? Where? Now, some in Chinese translations, imagine、uh, they actually call boxy. You know, PhDs. Really? There were any PhD there at the time? Or they call them、um, kings, Samwang, three kings, and they said they were. They actually named number three of them. Because there were three gifts, and which is not which is not quite right, and PhD certainly was not right. <laughs> All right, so the Magi's who were they? They actually were some astrologers, and actually they were sorcerers, and they were of the Eastern religions. But they were kind of officials, because all these either if they were from Persia or, or other nations, they could have been with their own. Religions, but and the religions were official, religions of the of the nations. So all these they could be, you know,、uh, was sent, maybe from the royal court. Okay, so these were the key. They, these were the magicians or sorcerers or wizards or astrologers from the east. Okay, 
But why include these people? Why the account of, of the birth of Jesus would even include heathen priests? That's quite interesting, isn't it? You know, you think about uh, telling Christmas stories, everything will be very Christmas, <laughs> very Christian. But why include these heathen? They, 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 don't, they didn't even know. They weren't even Jews. If they were, a pros, they were proselytes, you know, and during those times there were a lot of heathen people that were attracted by the Jewish religion, they, they, they kind of, they, even though they, they, they belonged to other nations, they had different nationalities, but they, they wanted to convert their, their religions to Judaism. That's what they called proselytes, okay? They weren't even proselytes. They didn't know nothing about Judaism, all right? They just saw that star, that, that phenomenon, and they just felt in their, in their interpretations, they, they felt there was something very important. So they came. Now, this is very interesting, you know? It, it really says that even though Jesus was born as a Jew, he was not just for the Jews. He was, you know, our gospel is all-inclusive. It's not just, they don't exclude other people. Jesus was the savior of the world, for the world. Not just for the Jews. King of kings, not king of the Jews. I'm not saying that um, we need to know or we need to seek and chase other religions but I'm saying that God can use every means and He includes everything in His creation in order all will be saved. Now you see in the Old Testament, you know, kings, Assyrian kings, Assyrian commanders, Babylonian kings, Persian kings, they were all used by God as His instruments. They would serve as, as his servants to accomplish his will. And this is the, the inclusiveness of God, of the gospel. Now, I remember when I was little, I was about, oh, I think I was about 12. I was in Hong Kong, right? And uh, mom came back from New Zealand to Hong Kong to try to get me here. And I remember in that year, because... During those times, I had no, I had no, even though I went through a Catholic school for, for one year, but um, yeah, nothing here. I, we, we often try to, yeah, we want to try to joke about religions, about, about Jesus and all this stuff, you know. But when, when mom comes, came back, and she was not a Christian, she was a Buddhist, and she took me to this, if you would come from Hong Kong, we know Wang Dai Xin, you know, it was a goddess. Uh, and, and, and even influential enough, they would name that district as Wong Dai Xin. You know, it's an MTR station called Wong Dai Xin, you know. How influential that could be. And, um, and mom took me there, and, uh, and she, she want, because she wanted to know how, how, what will I do when I grow up. <laughs> okay. So she went to and Kao Chim, you know, those um, fortune sticks. And uh, I still remember she took me there, and, uh, and, and you know, you, have you seen people, you know, in movies, you know, 
shake, 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 and boom, and there was one little stick that came out, and and you the the inter interpreter would would try to see is it sang sang is zhong or ha ha is it best is it uh, average or is it worse you know, and and try not to get the worst worst you know, and uh, when when the, he opened up that stick with a little message in there, he he read it. And he tried to interpret it. And it was interesting, you know, um, I, I, I still remember his face, but I couldn't remember what he said. He looked a little bit perplexed. He said, uh, he's gone to, uh, according to this, he's gone to influence quite a lot of people. A lot of people will follow him, but I don't even know what that is. Of course he doesn't know what that is. Because he doesn't know the King of Kings and the Lord of the Lords, but he, but you know what I, you know what I mean? Um, God was able to show these people the greatness of Him, and I, I tell you what, that has something to do. God used that in in a way to to lead my mom to open up herself to to know the gospel. Later on, because she wanted to find out what that thing is, you know, what that 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 fortune teller, the interpreter, couldn't understand how this his son was going to influ influence a lot of people. Our God is inclusive, big enough to include all people. If we as his followers, are we, do we have a bigger heart to include others that can be different from us? You know, we all have our standards. You know, we all have our expectations. Who and who comes to this 4.30 English service, who speaks English well, who, even though we don't name, um, this is a, a, a Chinese church, but that we, we expect, you know, non-Chinese, you may not want to come to this church, you know, yeah. and there are people come, you know, and yeah, yeah, they're welcome, but I'm, I'm not going to talk to them, you know. Now, I think we need to, we need to, if we believe, if we, if we, if we worship the God who's inclusive of others, let us follow his example. We're open up ourselves to, to, to people that are different from us. So welcome, great to see. I forgot, forget your name now. Yeah, Daniel. And, and great to see, I mean, um, um, Billy has been here for seven, eight months now. Yeah, great to see. We're, we're great, we'll be, you know, God will bring us more nationality, more ethnicities. Because the gospel is all-inclusive, right? Let's celebrate that. And, yeah, that is, these are the Magis from, from the East who came to New, uh, New Zealand, came to Jerusalem, right? Yeah. But why did they come? Why did they come? Yes, they saw the star. Yeah. And, this, and they came with a purpose. Where is the one who come? He, he, they asked, um, where is the one who has 
been born the king of the Jews. We saw his star in the east and have come to worship him. They didn't know. They didn't know who, who is that king was. All right? They didn't know about the Judaism and all this culture and, and the religious practices. Haven't seen him. But they, because they believe this, this king is special. It's, it, it's going to influence the whole world that they wanted to come and worship him. And, and, the, and the king Herod heard about it, as we read, our friend has read to us. In, in verse 7, Herod called the Magi and found out about from them where the exact time the star has, had appeared. And, if, and, and he told the Magi, all right, once you find out, let me know, so that I can go and worship him too. Really, actually, he wanted to kill him because it was a threat to him. We can't have two kings, all right? In the Chinese proverbs, in one mountain cannot have two tigers, all right? right? I'm the king, you can't have another king. So he was going to kill this king of the Jews who was to be born. And this star, this Bethlehem, Bethlehem star, it was some um, astronomers kind of uh, was thinking it was at the beginning, around about 7 BC, it was because of the two or three, even Mars, Jupiter and Saturn, and Mars was kind of overlapping. So that, that became a a very bright thing, a bright star. And it happened at 1604. They call it a phenomenon called the supernova. And it happened at similarly, they said it was about back in the 7 BC. Okay? That could explain the star of the Bethlehem. And because these magi saw that, they knew something was important. And at that time, they went. They, they, they went because they wanted to go and worship this king. They came and tried to seek, who is this guy? Who is this king? But actually, God was seeking them. So when we come at Christmas time, we just come to worship Him, to seek Him. The Lord promised to us, when we seek Him, when we ask Him, it will be given to us. And when we seek, and we, we, you shall find. And knock, and it will be opened to you. Just like those magis in the, in the first century. Of course I know Jesus. I've accepted him as Lord and Savior. But do I know him well? Or is this just a, a, a formality that I come to church? Uh, I'm a second generation Christian. I've already baptized. But do I really know Jesus, the King of Kings? 
Actually, Matthew 7, what Jesus has said, it was actually came from Jeremiah 29. God has promised to the Jews, then you will call on me and come and pray to me and I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with your, all your hearts. So during this Christmas season, let, let, let me encourage you, you know, not just get too busy with parties and, and gifts, shopping. Okay, all these are, okay, these are fine, you know. Uh, go to trips. This, we need that. But, but let us not forget setting us time with our friends, with our family to worship and to seek the Lord. Because when we seek Him, we'll find Him. And thirdly, what gift did they bring? You know, worshipping come with gifts. It can't come with empty hands. You know, when we come to worship Him, we prepare gifts to worship. So, the three gifts, gold, yes, that uh, symbolize royalty, yes. But what's frankincense and myrrh? What are they? Now, I think gold is universally precious. Anybody can do with anything and, you know, with, with gold. I mean, you give me gold, I'll be very delighted, right? But what is frankincense? Not Frankenstein, no, but frankincense. What are they? What, what's the usage of frankincense? Anybody know? Anybody in the uh, chemists and, and, and pharmacies? What, what is frankincense? Anybody know the usage of frank, well, incense, really? Now, frank incense, right? Actually, yes, it's incense, right? Um, it's for mixing uh, and, and giving uh, aroma, uh, good, good smell, right? And, and it's precious. It came from some um, resin of some plants, all right? So it was, in the, it, it was not actually in, it was not in, in Palestine. It was imported stuff, so expensive, okay? What's myrrh? Anybody know? Myrrh is something that um, uh, is also a, a, a kind of from a plant, okay? It also have, gives an aromatic kind of smell, okay? But mainly in the, in the East, especially in Egypt. And also, I think uh, the Jews did that too. They used and, and embalmed people, bodies, okay? There are some cross usages between uh, frankincense and myrrh, okay? But, but mainly the myrrh was used to balming, okay? I don't know, uh, when I prepared, I, I, I wonder, I wonder, why would these magi bring these gifts? I don't know. Did they, did they know the exact usage of it? 
I think perhaps they, they, they found it, they, they thought because they were precious, okay, and they would think these will be, uh, in the customs, it was good to give gifts, these sort of gifts, okay. Now imagine, if that the myrrh was for embalming, how on earth you give it to a baby? <laughs> just give it, just born, <laughs> right? So that could have some sort of a symbolic uh, in, uh, application behind it. Uh, for Luther, uh, he said, yes, gold was for his royalty, for his kingship. That was symbolic meaning. That was these meaning was came afterward. It was not original. We don't know what the, the original meaning or the purpose of these uh, magis given this, these gifts. But uh, Luther, Martin Luther said, yes, gold would symbolize royalty, the kingship. And frankincense would symbolize his divinity, right? Um, and, and for myrrh, because for embalming, it symbolizes his passion. He's going to die for us. His body would be buried and people would embalm the body. What may be some of the um, gifts that we can give to our Lord and Savior during this Christmas time? What would be some of the, the gold, the precious things that we can give to Him? Or other things that we've, we, yeah, we think it would be good to offer to Him. We don't just come with verbal praises. We come and offer ourselves as living sacrifices. Living, not dead. When you imagine, you know, when you, when you offer a sacrifice, you don't offer already dead animal, a living, and you slaughter them at your altar, right? God did not accept dead offerings. It's something that's lively, something is now, something that is precious to us. If we offer, offer something that, you know, we don't need it anymore, that's not offering. God does not accept. But something that's precious to us, something we want to give it to God and honor His name, let's think about it. I, I want to share my mother's uh, testimony. Now she's passed away, uh, over a year now. But something of her, her dedication to God really, really encouraged me. Okay. She and I was baptized on the same day, uh, 1979, 16th of December. It was a, a while ago. Uh, she liked to go to Hollywood. Yeah, at those times, I would bring my mom to go to yeah, coffee, scones, she has simple tastes, but she, you know, she just enjoy her cuppa. And when she was about 90, okay, she was still traveling to Guangzhou. Yeah, with my brother. Because, and she knew that would be her last time to travel to her own country, to see some of her own relatives, all right? 
But she was still, you know, we have, we she was still walking about, she was still had good health, right? And with all her years of hard working, I mean, like all Chinese older folks, they had money savings, right? They had savings, enough to look after herself, all right? But because of her dedication to God, and she just told, told us, look, I'm going to offer some money to the church and to a mission organization, okay? And I say, Mom, up, up to you. I mean, it's, it's, of course, we, we totally wholeheartedly agree, yeah. But some non-believing family members, they were not too encouraging, you know. Look, I mean, you're still, I mean, you're still walking about, you, you prepare, you might have needs later on, you know. But she just said, no, I, I think I want to offer it to God now. So she did. And uh, we were, I was very encouraged because the money, the, the money she offered at that time, there was about 13, uh, well, no, about 15, 16 years ago, right? That was enough to buy a house. And, and she couldn't wait, but she just said, no, we offer living sacrifice now. And that really has um, influenced me of how, how do I offer myself? How do I use the resources that God has given me? Time, money, health, whatever. So, yeah, let's, let's ask the Lord, let's share in our groups what maybe some of the things get, that God will inspire us, right? Um, to give as gift to Him that he will gladly accept and he will gladly bless when we, when we offer so willingly. Yeah, what gift do we have to God? Your gold, your frankincense, your myrrh. Now these may be some of the things, just, just, just guidelines, just for information. These are, I mean, all achievable, right? And, and it's very, yeah, you can, everybody can do that. We actually did, we, we gave this in our couples fellowship, and they all responded in different ways, you know? Now, don't, don't copy, all right? You know, if there's something, uh, if really God speaks to you, it's great. Let's do that. If you can do all nine of them, Great, <laughs> but let's be realistic, okay? Okay, quality much better than quantity. If God really, really, really wants to tell you to care for someone who really needs caring, over this holiday, in this Christmas time, let's do that. Okay, and someone in the couples fellowship this afternoon He's written, I'm going, to, I'm going to share and tell someone that Jesus loves him or her, sharing the gospel by the end of the year. 
Let's, let's pray for that brother. I don't know how God will inspire you. I'm going to leave it up there uh, later on after we respond to the song. And later on, uh, um, Chris, can you put this up at the very end? Yeah. And let's offer that to God. I'll pray. Father, thank you for being the giver of all gifts. And what we have, what, who we are, are all your grace. The fact that I can stand here to, to speak your word. The fact that uh, my brothers and sisters can sit here and hear your word. And we can worship you together. We can pray to you together. Father, it's all your, all your grace, Lord. And thank you for the greatest gift of Jesus. That we are able to be united again because of what Jesus has done. We, we, we can be once again called sons and daughters of God. So help us, inspire us, speak to us how we can offer ourselves to you. In Jesus' name.